Thank you for listening to the Renovate Life Church of God's broadcast. Here's today's message from our pastor, James Demmel. There are many people that I know of in this house today that are struggling with many issues and many problems and they feel like that they have no hope. I am telling you today, church, Jesus Christ is the hope of the world. Several of you didn't have seats today. And we're working on that. I want you to know that. It's a good problem to have no seats. Amen. Amen. And so give this praise team a hand clap of praise this morning. We're blessed, church. In Matthew chapter 12, Jesus has been doing some miracles. And the Bible says that he was astounding people. And in verse 23, he goes over to a demon-possessed man, and he casts out a demon. The Bible says he cast out demons. We're going to pick up the story in Matthew 12, 24, with a group of Pharisees. The Bible says this, but when the Pharisees heard it, they said, This fellow doth not cast out devils, but by Beelzebub. That's rendered Satan, the prince of the devils. Let's pray. God, right now, Father, I pray, Lord, that you move, God. Lord, that you move with instruction and guidance on your people today. Father, I pray that your presence and your power and most of all your anointing is on me this morning, God. Lord, I pray it because I can't do this without you. Father, I pray that you animate my very fiber, God, like a glove, Lord. Let the glove of your power, God, be put on me this morning. And Lord, I pray, Father, that these people, God, that are wrestling with issues and struggles and problems and things they feel like they can't get away from, Lord, let them be transformed and changed in the name of Jesus. God, you are moving. God, you are high. God, you are highly Lift it up, God, and we praise you this morning. Lord, I pray this morning that the ears of the people be open. But, Father, most of all, I pray that the heart of a man is changed this morning. In Jesus' name we pray. Everybody said, Amen. But when the Pharisees heard it, they said, This fellow doth not cast out devils, but by Beelzebub, the prince of the devils. What they were saying was the only way that Jesus Christ could cast out demons was that he was given the power by Satan to do so. Are you hearing me? This leads Jesus to make a statement of seriousness about your words. Now, we began a... a, four-week study on the power of your words last this Wednesday night. And we talked about tripping over your tongue. I want to continue this series this morning by talking to you about chomping on the fruit of your lips. Matthew 12, 31 gives the statement that Jesus made. Wherefore, I say unto you, all manner of sin and blasphemy shall be forgiven unto men, but the blasphemy against the Holy Ghost shall not be given unto men. And whosoever speaketh a word against the Son of Man, it shall be forgiven him. But whosoever speaketh speaketh against the Holy Ghost, it shall not be forgiven him. Neither in this world or neither in the world to come. Now, Jesus, Jesus brings up this word called blasphemy. It's mainly to speak against a deity or as such a a God, we know the God, 
and to scoff or joke about him. So blasphemy has to do solely with speaking. So, they had just spoken, these Pharisees. They had just said that Jesus had cast out demons by the ruler of the underworld. His name is Satan. And he says, whoever blasphemes the Son of Man... Notice he didn't say the Son of God here. He said the Son of Man. Because that's Jesus... In humanity. What Jesus is doing in this specific setting is giving, is giving credit for ignorance. Okay? Once the Holy Spirit has clearly demonstrated that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. Such as when he manifests his power like he did to the Pharisees. Through casting out demons making the blind to see, the lame to walk. He did all this in this chapter. Once Jesus Christ has shown to be who he is and the power of the Holy Ghost, once you reject that, hear me well, there is no longer any hope. Because you have rejected the hope of the world. You have rejected the Holy Spirit. The interpretation is that Jesus Christ confirmed the supernatural to them. But they chose not to believe it. Are you hearing what I'm saying this morning? Everybody's real quiet. And so because they re rejected this interpretation, it is the interpretation that Jesus Christ is who he said he is, and he confirmed the supernatural working of the Holy Spirit, right? That he is, and they said, no, we don't want nothing to do with it. Therefore, the lights are out. The Bible calls it the blasphemy of the Holy Ghost. It's when God gives you full light, full understanding, full power. The Bible says in duo to put it on. And you reject it. It classifies... The operation of the Trinity. Now, people talk about the Trinity, but what you have to understand is it's God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Ghost. And it, it operates in these verses. When you get the knowledge of the Trinity, you understand that there is a trilogy. Three. Working together to give complete understanding of the Word. When you are operating without the Holy Spirit, you are operating in a dualistic way. You are meant to be a triune being, the Bible tells us. So when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, I want you to understand that you are freely operating the way that God meant you to be. Amen? Christ said you were made in His image. And you're operating with all the tools that God gave you freely. So once God exposes you to the full light, there is no other light that can come upon you because you have rejected, the Bible says it this way, the hope of the world. I want to give you an example. It was June 20th, 1944. It took me forever to find this story. I heard it a long time ago. Admiral Raymond Spur 
Spirance, a very conservative admiral in the war, was having trouble finding the Japanese fleet. After the 19th of June being a great day of victory for the U.S., the admiral found the backbone of the Japanese fleet and decided to conduct the first ever night raid. This went against the admiral's core because I want you to understand he was very conservative. He didn't do anything to put his men in jeopardy. However, he set up the mission the best that he could because this one mission would break the backbone of the Japanese Navy. This, this mission was called Operation Turkey Shoot. There was 200 aircraft that set out at dusk, knowing the ride home would be pitch black sky and dark green seas. And I don't know if you've ever been on a plane, but nobody likes to fly in that. Because you can't tell where the sea ends and the sky begins. Some said this would be suicide. All pilots knew that the ride home would have them running on fumes. Pay attention. This was not the worst part. Admiral Spruance told all of his pilots that on the ride back, they would be riding in pitch black because the radars would be turned off. The lights would be turned off. And listen, they didn't want any electric because they didn't want the radars of the enemies to find them. The problem was the pilots couldn't see the land. Because the lights were off, the pilots radioed in and said, Briefly turn on the lights. The mission is complete. We need to land. With great despair, Admiral Spruance said, We can't turn on the lights. If we turn on the lights, thousands of lives will be in jeopardy. So they, the planes kept circling until they ran out of gas. The story says that men turned into children, blubbering and crying. Some pilots became disoriented against the night sky. Many pilots plummeted to their death solely because the lights were out. When God turns out the lights because you have failed to fully listen to the Holy Spirit and you have rejected Jesus Christ, only darkness remains. So, can I say that only darkness remains and add something to it for time and eternity? Amen? For time and eternity, when you reject Jesus Christ, that's all you have is darkness. If you happen to be here today and you're afraid and you're having issues and problems and you're, you're struggling with your condition and you feel like you've made a bad choice and, and you're really pondering what's going on because you're scared to death, I want to tell you today that there's good news. Jesus hasn't turned you over yet. Amen? It's not your final hour. It's not your last call. I want you to understand today that Jesus Christ gives you the understanding of the full light. So if you are having trouble today, land the plane. Amen? It's time to land the plane while the lights are on. Come to Christ for salvation. So blaspheming the Holy Spirit is rejection of Jesus Christ in the full light of the manifestation of the Holy Spirit and His illumination. 
The illumination of the world is Jesus Christ. You understand that, church? He is the light of the world, the Bible says. You are a reflecting surface. And so as a reflecting surface, it's like the sun that reflects onto the moon. It's the same understanding. You, Jesus Christ, is the sun, S-O-N, and you are the moon. You are the reflecting surface that gives light to people that otherwise wouldn't have it. Amen? Now watch. The Bible says that Jesus moves on to bigger issues. Now, when you first take this at first glance, you're thinking, well, what bigger issue is there than blasphemy? If, if I say that the Holy Ghost doesn't exist and all these things, then, then that's blasphemy. What, what am I to do? But the Bible says that Jesus Christ moves on to bigger issues. Watch this. Matthew 12, 34. Oh, generation of vipers. How can ye, being evil, speak good things? For out of the abundance of the heart... The mouth speaketh. A good man out of the good treasure of his heart bringeth forth good things. And an evil man out of the evil treasure bringeth forth evil things. Jesus has first spoken of the seriousness of our speech. Now he wants to talk about the source of our speech. He says if you got bad fruit, hear me. And, and what it means by bad fruit is, is that these words are spewing out of your mouth. You cannot blame the tree. Or you cannot blame the word. You have to blame the tree. Amen? It's out of the fullness of the heart the mouth speaketh. So if you have profane speech leaving your mouth, then it's because you have a profane heart. If you cuss like a sailor, it's because you have a sailor's heart. Are you hearing me? If you like to talk like a gossip, it's because you have the heart of a gossip. If you like to slander people, that is, make up things about them, it's because that you have a slanderer's heart. How can you fix your mouth when you haven't changed your heart? Will you ever fix your mouth if you haven't changed your heart? The answer is no. We have to understand. In order to address the issue, we have to address the heart. Don't get mad at the things that fly out of your lips or the Bible calls it the fruit of your lips if you haven't changed your heart. Right? So when the Bible talks about this conversation, he, we use specific things. Now watch. To understand spiritual language, you have to, as much as you possibly can, look at the physical property of what God is talking about. I'm going to give you an example. When we talk about salvation, the Bible uses the wording born again. Because Jesus Christ knew that all humanity would understand to some degree what it was to be born again. So when he gave us that example, he gave us an example that whether you were young or old, you would understand what it was to be born again. That is language, that is biblical language, but the physical property of salvation is to be Born again. Right? So when the Bible talks about conversion, they use born again. Now, 
The heart, let's talk about it. The heart is the fuel pump of the body that pumps life. It, it pumps life because it's the most important thing that, that we need besides the brain to help get our physical nutrition. Well, what do you mean? The blood has oxygen attached. The oxygen attaches nutrients to it, and it goes through the body to give the body function. When the heart stops, life stops. Why? I want to give you an example. I worked in the emergency department at Dina for a long time. I love that job. I can tell you right now that I love that job so much that I wouldn't be married with two kids if I stayed in that job because I was a workaholic. I wanted to see people get cut because I thought I could fix them. I wanted to see people with no breath have the breath returned to them because I knew who God was. But there's this term that medical professionals use, and it's called the ABCs of life. Anybody ever heard of it? It's, it's this. It's airway. It's the A. B is breathing, and C is circulation. Without these three things, life cannot continue. So the heart pumps and produces life. It's the centerpiece of your life. Now, I know you've heard me say all this before, but I want to give you the understanding of the, the, what the Bible tells us about the heart. In the Old Testament, the word heart is the word lab. In the New Testament, the word heart is the word cardias. It's where we get our word cardiac today. A lot of you could tell me everything I'm telling you right now because I've told you multiple times. In the original Greek understanding of the word cardias, or the original verse, the word heart is the core or center of your being. What the physical heart is to the body, the spiritual heart is to the soul. Right? In order to understand this fully, you have to understand the self-man. Right? Now, I always rattled this off. The self-man is mind, will, emotion, seat of personality, and I move right on. But today is time to break this down. Okay? Now watch. The self-man is labeled in the Bible, mind, will, emotion, seat of personality. The mind is your capacity to think, which is your counterpart to the brain. The will is your capacity to choose... Because you have a consciousness that tells you right from wrong. The emotion is your capacity to feel. And then your seed of personality is the quality that makes you an individual. These things make up your soul. Now, the hub that all this runs through is the artery or the heart. Everything, your mind, your will, your emotion, your seat of personality, the hub all runs into the spiritual heart. So whatever you put into your, your mind, your will, your emotion, your seat of personality is going to pump through the heart and that is what's going to come out of you. Now this is how I've told you in the past, trash in, trash out. God in, God out. You've heard me talk about that multiple times. But I want you to understand the, the, and have the grip on the spiritual properties 
of the physical being that God uses. Now, when the heart pumps sin, sin contaminates all the nutrients. We're talking about the spiritual heart, but think about your physical heart. Sin contaminates all the nutrients pumping to the other parts of the body. When sin contaminates all the nutrients that are getting to your fingers and your toes are not right. And so therefore, when it comes out your mouth, it's not going to be right. When the heart pumps, lub-dub, 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 it's containing sinful, messed up, broken issues that are spewing out of your mouth. Now, if the pump contaminates your mind, when the heart is pumping, blub dub, blub dub. You know it does that sixty to eighty times a second. Blub 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 blub. It's so loud that you have, or so quiet that you have to have a stethoscope to listen to it. But the more it pumps, the more that it gives off things to your mind. Because it's pumping things to your mind. Now what does the mind do? Satan wars solely against the mind. Watch this. The mind is an organizer of statements. You can't talk about something that you haven't mulled over or thought about first. Is that right? So the heart is pumping. And you have issues of the heart. Spiritual heart. The cardiologist would say something like this. We've looked and he has something wrong with this tree of his heart. Why? Because the heart of the body is the tree of life. You're not hearing me. Because the mind is an organizer... Whatever comes that is good or bad, it organizes and categorizes things that are good and bad. Therefore, you can make a statement about that. So if you're always listening to heavy metal music, I don't even know if you can understand what they say. And I was a kid once. But if they're screaming and going through all these cuss words and things, then that's giving life to the body because that's the lifeblood that you're using. If you're watching filthy movies, then filth is going to come out because it has to be organized and categorized through the heart or through the mind. And then it's pumped through the heart. It's your mind, your will, your emotion, your seat of personality. Is anybody connecting to what I'm saying this morning? So the contaminated stuff hits the mind. What does the mind do after it categorizes and organizes everything? It organizes it into a statement. That statement then rolls off your tongue in a matter of milliseconds. So what, what first, what later comes out of your mouth is first organized and categorized by the mind which is pumped into your spiritual heart. Are you getting what I'm saying? 
Uh, let me give you a, a real easy answer or an understanding. When I squeeze an orange, orange juice is going to come out. Pear juice is not going to come out of an orange. Right? So if you squeeze an orange expecting pear juice, don't blame the fruit. Thank you for joining us today. If this message has uplifted you, we would love to hear your story. Go to www.renovatelifecog.com and click contact. Your testimonies are a blessing to us throughout the week. Renovate Life is a place of healing for the lost, the broken, the weak, weary, and stray.